You're listening to Journeyist's Conversations, where we talk about embracing your individuality, your true authentic self. We will converse with journeyists who impact the lives of others through the profession of leadership, education, ministry, entrepreneurship, writing, and speaking. Here is your host, Tony Tony, who is unapologetic for being her authentic self. journeys this is tony tony and tonight we're going to talk about uh part two of solopreneur we had such good dialogue and the guests were so good the information kind of overflow we went into an hour or so or more so what we did is we broke that up into two parts and so let's check it out this is part two of solopreneur the life of a solopreneur the time the current times that we're in right now it's really rough times for entrepreneurs because uh, post-COVID, and when I say post-COVID, I know we still have COVID going on right now, but after the lock, shutdown, lockdown of the whole nation, and then uh, the state of Texas, and so since Texas opened back up, um, as a solopreneur, I did, it was a strain because we didn't have anybody coming in, running in, because some people were still scared to leave home. Like, so I didn't have uh, uh, anybody knocking down the door to come in and rent a suite for the studio. And the business owners who were here didn't have people knocking down the door to get their hair done because people were still afraid. So as a solopreneur, just give us some insight about how you, um, business has changed probably post COVID or what you have noticed. Now at this time, this current time, as of September 30th, I have noticed an increase in the last couple of weeks, but that's literally weeks. Um, before then it was really slow. And so we have had to adjust the way we do things, the way we do business. Um, we got a sanitation station set up. Clients have to sign waivers when they come in. We got to wear masks. So we've been wearing masks. We're six feet apart. It just the camera makes it look like we're less than six feet. Um, but we have to change up the way we do business. And when you're in a suite, that could actually harm the money that you're bringing home that you're making because now we have to take people by appointments, which we were doing anyway because we were in the suites. But you can no longer have them waiting in the suite when typically you probably could do. You would have somebody under the hairdryer. You got somebody at the shampoo bowl and you got somebody in your chair, but we can't do that now because of COVID. So just give some insight of some things you've noticed that has changed in your business post COVID. I guess I can say uh, more of, I have a mixed clientele. I don't focus. I mean, I don't, my clientele is not just one um, age group. I have from kids to elder and I noticed my elder clients, they are not I mean, maybe a few of them are here and there. They're starting to come back. Um, but I, uh, what I had to do is increase prices because of the limitation of the clients that I can serve. So to make up for that, because there's 
new things, new supplies that are added to our supply list. And those are those sanitation um, items, sanitizer, uh, uh, extra barbicide, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. extra capes. Uh, so I increase prices. So that mm -hmm. makes up a little bit for what I lack with the clients slowly returning. Mm -hmm. They're returning because they want to make sure everything is good. But I give them and, and I really love that we do have the station, that we do have the waivers, because it does make the client aware that mm -hmm. we are cautious as well. We want to make sure everyone is safe. And a lot of salons are really not doing that. Yeah, yeah They're yeah. not doing that. So I can commend um, Tony for doing that. And also, I, I believe all of us in here, we're doing the same mm -hmm. in our salons. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a change. Yeah. Uh, but... When it's your passion, mm -hmm. you just have to uh, sit back and allow God to guide and lead you on what you do through this situation. Right, right. But the psychological side mm -hmm. of seeing people with masks wasn't good. And I did a little research on it, and it was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to kill our business. Like, people are not going to be trusting because they can't see your face, you know? Mm -hmm. So immediately, we already know people judge you the first two minutes that they're looking at you. So if they're walking into a facility they've never been in and they see these masks, first thing I thought, you know, was, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. Like, it's going to damage our business. It's going to damage our industry. Because I'm just like, people will not trust anymore. Like, they, because they can't see. They have to see, especially if they're new and they've never been here before, first time walking in, make them feel welcome so they will feel like they want to come in. Um, so I was really hesitant about that. But at the same time, I do understand and recognize that COVID is real. It, it is out there. And I would not dare want to. And all of us have been that have been here have been here since we opened back up. Since the, the state opened back up, we've been here, we've been working. So that's why we put the things in place. But it also gives a sense of security to the clients to know, hey, we're doing everything that we can possibly know how to do. But if we go back and think about it as hairstylists, this is what we've been doing anyway. You should have been doing this from day right. one. That's like right. we were taught this in beauty school. Like right. all these things we were really taught in beauty school, disinfecting the chair between clients. You know, the only thing I think um, that wasn't probably new was the disposable case because we just laundered those when we done. But you shouldn't have been using that same case if you want to launder on somebody else. You should have been cleaning that case anyway. So. Needless to say, I know that it has a, not a burden, but in order to make people feel safe, we're doing everything at Studio 413. All the business owners here are doing everything that we can, disinfecting, cleaning, uh, sanitizing, wearing masks. Well, let me be great. Like, all this stuff on my face, but it's coming from the mask. But anyway, I'm going to do what it takes to be safe and keep my family safe and keep my business family safe. You know, because that's, I wouldn't dare want to be the one responsible for bringing something to somebody else. So I know it's been a change in the way we take clients, what we do with the clients when they leave. Um, but some of us have kids, like small mm -hmm. kids, and they're in school. So post-COVID has really taken effect and a toll on some of us because now we have to be teacher when we're at home, when technically it would have been you maybe at work, you know, doing your thing, building your clientele, making money. Uh, but now you're at home and you have to be teacher, you have to be mom, and then come to work and be 
a hairstylist or a solopreneur, which entails so many different, like a plethora of things you have to do for your business. But now you have to be teacher. And that's like one more added thing into all the many things that you do. So anybody, small kids or kids in school, I, I can I can say thank you, Jesus, <laughs> that my youngest is 22. So I don't have that to deal with. Yes, yes, yes. God is good. Yes, he's good. But my heart goes out because, like I said, I was an assistant principal for six years and I was in education for 14. My heart goes out to you all. Because I know the challenges we had at the school, getting the kids to do what they're supposed to do. And that was at school where they were, you know, where they were. That's what's supposed to take place, learning, teaching and learning. So I knew the challenge there. So now to know that a parent has to do that. I mean, just kind of give me some insight. Anybody, you know, struggling with it, dealing with it? I mean, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I have three. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Uber driver. Have you been able to put everybody on a schedule or it's still hard? It's still hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you have to come out of something before you can make a change in it. Yeah. Um, so in the midst of this, like when school started, that's it, you in it. It's just going full circle. I mean, hundred miles an hour. So you have to pull yourself out. But how do you pull yourself out? Especially if you like a single parent, how do you pull yourself out? When is that time for you to pull yourself away from everything that's going on? Because you still got to make your money. You still got to be mama. You still got to get them to where they got to go. So how and when do you, are you able? So I might be, my heart goes out to you because I can understand what you have to go through. So anybody else like not necessarily maybe a struggle, but you may be, it's challenging. So you want to speak on it? Um, well, I, I graduated from homeschooling. Um, no, I was not at home my whole life, <laughs> which everybody thinks. Um, we have all the same normal stuff as all the other schools. But um, I put my son into homeschool. Mm -hmm. So this is funny for me because I feel like this is another God push mm -hmm. because I have been wanting to homeschool both of my children. Mm -hmm. So that was already in my plans and in my mm -hmm. making. But COVID, God was like, okay, where well, you going to start now? Because you don't have a choice now. So um, unfortunately, his Montessori school that I had him at was not even offering virtual online at all. Mm -hmm. They wanted to come back full on as soon as school started in like mm -hmm. August. Mm -hmm. And I was not okay with that. Okay. So I decided to keep him at home. And then also my nephew, mm -hmm. um, he is actually with HISD, so he has mm -hmm. to do his schooling on virtual online. But his mother works for the post office, so she has, has to, to go, go to work, work and he would be at home by himself. So he is also currently with me. <laughs> so uh, my nephew is 10 and my son is 9, fourth grade and fifth grade, which is actually good, I think, mm -hmm. because they actually kind of best their classroom. The two students right there. <laughs> so they actually uh, help each other mm -hmm. with their schoolwork and they do stuff together. So it's kind of easy because mm -hmm. like I can put them in the same category and they're something and they learn off of each other. Um, but yes, I agree with Nisha. It has been a task. Mm -hmm. it, it is very different. It's just something that you just have to make a priority because you don't have a choice. Yeah. So you just may have to take the, those L's and kind of decrease your time at the mm -hmm. job because the, your, our children is the next generation. Yeah. So we're already halfway living through our life and we lived our life. So yeah. you just got to look at what's more important to you in your life. And, and it, 
it's very important that we know that they're the next generation. They're coming up. But at the same time, your psyche, your mental, emotional state is in the balance. Like, because we are not, what, superhumans? We're, we're not. We are people. And now you just added to your schedule another uh, component that's going to bring with it. It's some newness. It's technology. It's your kids sitting there at home and they're at home when they're room where they're comfortable. And now you're telling me I got to sit up at a table and come to the <laughs> table and this is class and I have to act right. You know, so that's going to be anxiety in itself. Like, and I could only imagine the magnitude of um, your emotional state. Like, mm -hmm. all right. And so in between. Because I have personal time for myself. Okay. I I'm always there. You at night, I have my alone time myself. Perfect, perfect. Because you have to have that. If you right. get the, because what I was saying at first is, if you have all this stuff and you don't have that personal time, that is dangerous. Like that's really. So that's very good. You take care of yourself. That's personal. <laughs> that's self care. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I was gonna say, if you didn't have that time already carved out to yourself, and even as solopreneurs, you gotta have it. You still gotta have it. Because again, you're everything to the business. Your uh, success or failure of the business is going to weigh its weighing on you. Okay. And then that's another story, another day, another <laughs> segment when we start talking about what that success looks like. Because you know, I struggle with some things. I'm, I'm thinking money, like man, I got to have the money. The money ain't coming. I ain't successful, but that's not true. Because there are other things and, and people I'm reaching and investing in and impacting lives. So that's not true. But that's another segment. Mm -hmm. Nicole, do you have a, a kid in school right now? Yes. Okay. I do. And how's that going for you? Um, it's actually going well. Um, I think over time I realized uh, that I operate best in chaos. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, some people can't. Look, I, I don't even been, know to say yes or no. You see me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, for real, it's like, I was like, every time there's a problem, it's like, I get strategy. And I believe it's just pressure. Yeah, pressure forces me into creating. So when they did go back to, they call it virtual school, distance learning mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. um, back in, I don't even remember, I forgot. Anyway, like back last year, <laughs> the end of last school year, um, I had to solve the problem. I had to say, okay, so I won't lose my mind mm -hmm. because I'm a little... <laughs> so so I won't lose my mind all the way. I need to create an atmosphere for her. So I said, okay, I need to find a spot in the house. I need to create a desk. I need to get her lighting. I need to I need to get this organized. I was calling teachers, uh, whoever was over there virtual learning all the time. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get this structure. This is not working. And the school really was did well with having everything set up. So I was, I had to prepare her. So I had her getting up at a certain time. This is when you're going to get up. You need to get on your computer. At this time, we were blessed with a computer because my computer broke. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do But God always had a right in the bush. So <laughs> I believe that creating that atmosphere, and it's very stressful, but I had to re, I had to, I was thinking about what you said was priority. I had to think about like, she is important. I have to get her settled for me to even function. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's kind of what happened with me. 
that's what happened with me. I was able to structure her. Okay. And and give her a plan. You do this, you get on. I showed her to make it work for me. That was for me. Mm-hmm. She may have thought <laughs> that was for me for her to be able to do this on her own. Oh, mm-hmm. So I, I just set aside time. I had to. Yeah. I had to financially, of course, I lost. You know, we lose because mm-hmm. we had to take that time, but it pays off. Right. I just know that it does it when does. we invest in our kids and just make sure they are on the right. It, because it, you won't even be able to be uh, productive right. if you know your child to me. I mean, I don't know anybody else. Yeah. I, I'm not productive if my child is not on a good path. And I had to create a better path for her. Okay. I had to create a path for her. And and I know everybody's situation is not like that. Yeah. But, and, I, and I hurt for people that cannot get, find their way through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, because we had this conversation before, but you were lucky enough to find um, a facility, a facility that Uh could step in and and her daughter could go to school to the facility and they would monitor them while they were doing their work and doing it. So she didn't have to do the teaching part at home. So that was really a blessing, like for real. But post COVID for myself, like I said, 22, so I, I do praise God. I don't have to deal with that part. But during the COVID and the, the stay-at-home um, order, God showed me that there were some things I need to change about my schedule. I need to have... Now, I didn't have any issues with self-care. I, I knew when, the, when it was time to jump on a plane, it was time to go take a trip to the water. It, I do that faithfully. But... Since I had become a full-time entrepreneur, literally, I was not, I wasn't taking that uh, needed break through the week. I would go maybe, you know, every so often. And when I feel like it was just so much noise and I just couldn't work to pull myself out, I would take a weekend trip and get away. Um, But post-COVID, even with my week schedule, he said, okay. Nothing's going to happen unless I approve it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you keep thinking that you're doing all this on your own and you, mm-hmm. you know, you're making all this happen. Then you're stressing and worrying about it not happening. I'm still in control. So I need for you to take those. You need to take two days a week and you need to be off two days a week. Because I wasn't doing that. I was working seven days because I got to be here. I got to make sure things happen. I got to make sure if somebody comes in, that somebody at the front desk. I got to make sure that the dollars are rolling in. I got to make sure it's a profit. I got, and I literally had to stop because that standstill was so divinely intervened into our lives. It was just like you had no choice but to know that that wasn't just done haphazardly. That was done by. (laughs) That was done by God. I was so happy when that was done. Everything I was like, I was happy. Yes, yes. But as entrepreneurs, if we don't work, we don't make any money. Mm -hmm. You know, so at the at the beginning, I was just like, oh, we wait a minute. (laughs) We we can't go nowhere. Stay home. (laughs) And then when it clicked, when when it clicked that He's gonna take care of me. If That's he right. allows this to happen, he's gonna take yeah. care mm-hmm. of me. So when people say that they're on a faith walk, mm-hmm. I think your faith was tested right mm-hmm. there. Like to know 
You say you believe me? You say I'm going to take it? Uh, <laughs> let me shut it all down. Yeah. Nicole said she started doing cooking videos. I was having a girl. I was going to say, when it, when it snapped and clicked with me, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, let me start. You know, with yeah. the, let me start with my online uh, group. I set up the group oh, yeah. and did some online that. work. That so um, because I knew people yeah. at home. And the crazy part about it is I am a big person on supporting someone who may be suffering, say, with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of what I've been through. Mm-hmm. So I've had experienced so much loss. Mm-hmm. And and then to understand what happens to you mentally and physically mm-hmm. when you go through grief or loss, I'm just like, wait a minute. I think a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. that with this lockdown, even though it's time at home, it's, it's loss. Mm-hmm. It's like you're losing your normalcy. You're mm-hmm. losing what you're used to. And so I'm just like, I have got to, I got to put something out there to let them know. You know, like, so I did a little mm-hmm. group and, invited people in went live every day and we just talked about self-care we talked mm-hmm. about building ourselves we talked about um things you're called to do when events like that take mm-hmm. place in your life it's, it's like monumental like god caused the world to stand still mm-hmm. like stand still okay in this stand still what 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 do you need me to do what what am i supposed to do because if i don't i'm I'm scared of what might happen like right if i don't do what you told me to do what i'm supposed to do um i too started cooking and stuff and you know then i gained the COVID 15. i mean I, yeah but COVID 20 that's 25. let's go and take it up let's be real but to keep myself you know sane you find that when you pull yourself out of that, that creativity, your creativity is enlarged even more. Because I was just like, I didn't realize I like cooking like this. Like, I hadn't cooked. My husband it had been four years since he passed away. I hadn't cooked that much when we were on lockdown since then. Like, I mean, you could count on one hand the number of times I cooked in four years. Because my kids are grown. So, you know, right. I was just like, they can feel for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this time, I'm, you know, pulled out the ring light and the phone and I'm in the kitchen <laughs> cooking up like I'm a chef. Like, it was looking good too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that girl went to school or something. So, that's the part about being uh, stylists or yeah. entrepreneurs. That creativity needs to come, come out on. in any yeah. way. Like, yeah. I don't care if you have to pick up a pencil and start drawing. It I has to come out. <laughs> and it just helps. When it, when it, when you're able to get to that level where you can do that, it helps. I mean, because it helped a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just gained away behind yeah, it, but um, yeah. I, it helped. Yeah, well. yeah we got to take some loss. Take an L somewhere, yeah. huh? <laughs> All right, so we talked about the flexible schedule of entrepreneur. We talked about the post-COVID. We talked about everybody taking that leap or that jump. If you were, what would you tell yourself, say, before you made the leap, when you were a commission stylist, or when you were working for somebody else as a commission stylist before you became an entrepreneur, even before Blueprint, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself then? That's a good question. Yeah. So um, while y'all thinking, I'll just add something. So, uh, like I said, it's been a year since I've been a full time entrepreneur. 
And there are some things I would have told myself just a month ago that, <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know because I'm learning as I go. Um, nobody knows you're here or you're working unless you put yourself out there. Um, when I started the studio, when I opened the studio three years ago, I was, I kid you not, I was under the, mis the misconception. If you build it, they will come. I, 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 I had no doubt in my mind. Just open the door, make it nice, put some bling, they'll be in there. Like, I kid you not, that was my building their country. And then we here we are <laughs> three years later. And it's a grind. It's a constant grind. It's a grind that never ever stops. And you met, like Susan said earlier, you get comfortable and you be like, oh, what I don't need to do. You know, I got clients coming in. I got a good week coming up. But at the same time, you still have expenses to keep the business running that you got to make sure that you're doing for. Then you have, because you are the solopreneur and you got your household, you got to make sure. So you got to make sure you're making money. But then you get to the point and you're like, what am I doing this? Do I want to go to the next level? What's that next level? Then how do you get there? So if you're not on that constant grind and you just get comfortable and lots of days ago, you're never going to get there. So that's what I would tell myself. It, it ain't about just building and they ain't going to come. So it's right. not about just giving you a suite and they're going to come. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that's under those misconceptions. And about being a business owner. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they want to be the owner, they see their paycheck and they're like, oh, they're getting 60%. Right. They're ripping me off. I'm making all this money for them. And they think that, oh, I'm just going to go give me a sweep. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Pump the brakes. Like yeah. that rent on that space that you were in working behind the chair, Supercuts was paying that. You see, they're paying that rent. Now, guess who got to pay the rent? You. You. <laughs> so, you know, those are some things that I would tell myself before I went full time. Because the only thing I was thinking of, I'm not going to even lie. This was that moment you just like, God pushing you, take, take this faith walk, and you know, it's time to get out. And, um, and I didn't really understand. I was saying faith walk, but not until I got in it. Right. And, and the day to day things and day to day operations did I understand what a faith walk was. Because I was at first, I'm trying to figure out what God wants me to do. I need him just to tell me, just give me a clue. Right. But a faith walk is not that. You literally are walking, you have no idea. You know, of what he's going to do or how he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a real fake walk. Yeah. So that's something I would tell myself. You show you what this fake walk like. Do you understand what that means when you say that? And and are you prepared for what's down the road? Like, to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I made it pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but what else do I have to do to get people in? Like, and it's a constant grind. So, yeah. Anybody else think about what they um, would tell themselves? Yeah, I would tell myself um, to educate more mm -hmm. um, on how to run a successful business, mm -hmm. uh, how to be uh, consistent and organized, because that's, mm -hmm. that's my weak areas. Mm -hmm. My weak areas are consistency and organization. Okay, okay. So some stuff kind of lack because of my weakness. Mm -hmm. um, not to give any 
But it's the truth, it's a weakness for me, and I'm gonna conquer it. Yes, but right. I, you know, I would tell that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Consistency and be more organized. Yeah. I think for me it would be kind of like Miss Sonny, be more outspoken, putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. Because mm-hmm. um I did the same thing too. Well, I was working at Dry Bar and then mm-hmm. I got my studio at Blue Lion. Mm-hmm. And um I was working both. Mm. Because I didn't have enough clientele and I didn't yes. have enough people sitting in my chair for me to be able yes. to maintain it by myself. Mm. And then at the same time, I didn't have enough health insurance. But drywall was providing that wow. for me. So I did not let it go in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I worked that drywall just to have that Something consistency else. paycheck to come in yeah. and to have the health insurance. Mm-hmm. But then I will also, so I did both and I worked like a dog and I, yeah. my body was tired. Yeah. Real tired, and then one day I just got real fed up, and I was like, "Okay, I'm getting." I got real pretty, and I was like, "I'm leaving." I was like, "I love y'all, driver. I love y'all so much." But that was my leave of faith. God was like, right. "I'm gonna carry you through. Yeah. You got it." But I was still sitting there like, "Who's coming?" So, <laughs> so I was still like, "Okay, God." So it was very yeah. nervous for me, but at the same time, I feel like while I was at drive bar. I could have been doing something then for the transitional yes, phase. Yes, yes, So yes. the transitional phase is very, very, very important. Yes, yeah. yes. So mine's different. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was fired, so. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I was fired. Okay. <laughs> I have no other choice. Uh-huh. And it's just because of my lovely friend, Toya. Uh-huh. She did help me out, and we were working in the suite together. Okay. So, yeah, that was... Mine was an easy transition. It was easy transition. So, would you tell? But is there something that since you've been in the suite with her that you would have told yourself? Well, I guess you couldn't. You didn't know you were gonna get fired. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I woke up and I was fired. Yeah. But is there something that you could say that you learned recently, like really recently, mm-hmm. that you didn't know once you did decide? Because even though you got fired, you could have went work commission somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But you decided to do bootcamp. Yeah. So what is it something that you learned that you would have told yourself right at that point that you didn't know before you went into bootcamp? I mean, excuse me, studio. Mm, that's still kind of hard to say. That's kind of hard to say? It's still kind of hard to say. Okay. Probably the schedule. Because my schedule, no, because I still had a schedule. Because my schedule always revolved around my kids. Okay. So I still had that schedule, go to work while they're at school. Mm-hmm my choice to come back to work or mm-hmm. not after they get out of school. So I still had a schedule. Okay. Always good. Face to face is good. Passing out cards and yeah. clients. 
Word of mouth. Word of mouth is the biggest thing, thing I feel like. Biggest thing. There was another young lady who uh, actually was doing sweet run to the solopreneur and no social media. I'm talking about Instagram, Facebook, nothing, zero. And her room stayed busy. Mm -hmm. But she was doing a specialty and it was word of mouth. She was really yeah. good at what she does. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I see people make the mistake because they leave commission bad transition because they're thinking it's gonna you know i'm making all this money and i'm gonna go there and make all this money i'm just gonna rent a space but not knowing have to provide everything not knowing the numbers right. not knowing how much they need right. not knowing Price that it inventory. takes you and come on now <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Right. not knowing inventory. inventory not knowing any of those things and they make that that move and it's not a good move and um with my aid i forgot my train up but there was something else i wanted to say <laughs> um so I want to thank you all for coming in. This has been great dialogue. Um, and be looking for Sweet Life 101. And it is going to be to help commission stylists transition into Sweet Life. Be working on some things. You know, social yeah. media, working right. on that name, working on that DDA, working on all mm -hmm. those things that you don't have to worry about once you take on this expense. Because this mm -hmm. is an expense. Now, it's cheaper than if you went to open up a full-fledged salon right. with a storefront. Right. So it works out great because you don't have to pay that cost of, of renting a whole, you know, 3,000 square foot. I encourage any of you, if you are at the point where you are um, on your own salon and you want to downsize, suites are excellent for that. Yeah. Sweets are also excellent for that person that's at commission and now wants to be an entrepreneur. That's the next step. It's like a progression. That's what we look for to go to next. Uh, if you're in booth room and you decide that you want to do sweet, it's easy. That's a good. That's a good yeah. move as well. You mm -hmm. can skip over booth rental or you can do booth rental then move to sweet um, because it gives you a sense of solopreneurship and uh, micro business before you make that step to a business like a full fledged business. Like if you want a small business and you did want a storefront and you want stylists working for you and you want because. I mean, hey, everybody makes level is different. I mean, right. every everybody wants something different. There's a passion and a drive that is individual to each one of us. So I want to thank you all for joining me today, taking time out your busy schedules to come with me. I know most of you have worked all day today, so I greatly appreciate it. Uh, some of us <laughs> left clients right out the door and came and sat down, so I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, again, if you could just tell everybody um, how they can reach you, tell them the name of your business. Um, and how they can find you like on social media and your specialty tell me your specialty too i don't know what that was but okay well, <laughs> my name is crystal um i'm the owner of crystal's hair image on instagram it is actually crystal's underscore signature and that's c-r-i-s-t-y-l-e-s underscore s-i-g-n-a-t-u-r-e crystal signature Okay. Uh, I am Miss Nicole, uh, owner of Perfection Beauty Hair Studio. Uh, I can be reached. Uh, you can Google me, uh, Perfection Beauty Hair Studio. Also, Instagram, Perfection Beauty Hair, Perfection Beauty Hair Studio on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. It's the same. Okay. It's all the same. Perfection <laughs> Beauty Hair. Studio. All right, okay. mine is underscore lovely hair designs by Nashelle. So you can reach me. I specialize in starting dreads, retwisting, interlocking, 
CDs, vegan braids, right. box braids, passion twigs, all that. And then other hair care services as well? Mm-hmm. Or just braids? Everything, right? It, it, okay. Much everything. All right. Okay. All right. You want to tell your specialty? Uh, yes. My specialty is, um, same thing, locks, um, crochet, sew-ins, color, cut, uh, kids' hair care, hot oil treatments, mm-hmm. um, anything you name it, hair growth treatments as well. Um, braids, feed-in braids, box braids, all down the list. <laughs> okay, all right. And you have a specialty you want to share? Uh, my specialty is healthy hair care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Healthy hair care. Okay. And we had uh, a couple other people who left already, uh, but we have Susan Luna of Luna Life. Uh, she is a physical therapist and she does myofascial release. Um, I could not tell you what exactly that is, but I know it's pain relief. And I know her clients when they walk out of here, um, they're almost dancing. I don't know what she's doing in there, but when they leave out, they are practically I'm not going to say pain-free, but they are relieved of a lot of pain. So she helps a lot of people with pain. Um, Also, we had Ariane here from St. X Beauty. She's a makeup artist, um, and her specialty is makeup right now. So she has those services that she offers, all the different looks, the glam looks and the natural looks and whatever looks and bridal looks and anything else you think of. Um, And myself, I'm Tony Tony, the only operator of Studio 413. Uh, and the studio is centered around beauty, beauty, health, and wellness. So um, there are a plethora of things uh, that we have here at the studio. But I also, uh, it's more of a boutique style because I have lashes and jewelry and also have uh, skincare, uh, a company that I work with. Uh, Susan mentioned earlier, Market America. Um, and we do have makeup and I do customization. So if you are looking for a foundation and you're having trouble finding your foundation in any of the stores, I can do a customization and match it to your perfect complexion. So again, this is Tony Tony, and I'm signing out for Journey's Conversations. Catch us next week, uh, Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to visit our website, journeyistconversations.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Leave us a review so we can bring you amazing content. See you next week.